Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sacks. How you doing, MB? I'm uh, I'm a little nervous. I, I we got a lot of good things to talk about, and, and I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Hurry up then. <laughs> well, you know, um, there's a couple things that stuck out in my mind. I don't. We didn't have much of a chance to talk this week, but somebody took us to task for the whole show that was a fish concert. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was talking to Uncle Mark yesterday and I mentioned it. And he said, you know, he said after four or five minutes, I started to think, hey, maybe something's going on here. So I I fast forwarded 15 minutes mm-hmm. and there was still music. So I went all the way to the end and there was still music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, he says, "Yeah, so you got me." Mm-hmm. But somebody apparently, apparently my age, <laughs> listened to the whole thing, and then was mad yep. that we we didn't warn them. Um, yep. I'd like I'd like to point out a couple things. One is this is free. <laughs> no one's making you listen into the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is. Not that I read the reviews, of okay. course, right? Yeah. I'm way okay. beyond that. But if you go look at our ratings, we're down <laughs> to like a four or six. I know. And, and you know why that is? It's because they give us a one for fish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so the beatings will continue until morale improves. Thank you. Anyway, nice to see you. Likewise, my friend. Busy yeah. week, busy week. <laughs> oh Lord, uh, let's dig in here because I, I I got a lot of meat on this bone. Here. Let's, where do you um, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? I, uh, let's start out in one of my favorite places in the world, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Okay, thank you. Um, so, um, I think we've talked a little bit about like I spend my day. You know, I get up in the morning, yada yada yada, and I got my little cabal of people. Mm-hmm. That I send emails to, you know, you, mm-hmm. E.G., mm-hmm. Ed, Lezer, you know, Muir. Anthony, Kevin. Yeah. And um, so I got a little bit of a late start on Friday. Um, but by the time I got caught up, you know, the Jackson Hole stuff had been released and the market was kind of doing its thing. And I didn't initially get to, uh, read the comments uh, <clears throat> anyway uh i sent the note to the lezer what what do you think and he's like well all i know is by the end of the day these comments are going to be viewed negatively 
And boy, did he nail that one. Dude, it's so right. funny, man. Uh, it, just as soon as Powell was done, the speech took eight minutes. As soon as Powell was done, whatever, call it uh, 1030 East Coast time or 1008 East Coast time. Market didn't do anything. Market didn't do anything. And the people yeah. on Bloomberg are saying, wow, I'm really surprised that like there's been no move whatsoever. A little dip and da, 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 da. This is at 1008. A well, little were, bit of a different story at three o'clock. <laughs> they were still reading the morning yes. uh, news about the it was going to be a big nothing burger. <laughs> totally plagiarizing Kevin Muir's newsletter. That's right. We'll get into that later. Um, so um, let me put my glasses on and um, I'm going to speak to you like I'm a 62 year old. Excellent. Thank you. Because I think there's a lot to work with here. Um, so. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk about, you know, whether Paul uh, Powell has the cojones type thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think this uh, is going to be a little bit like uh, the Gettysburg Address. Like people listen to it and then 50 years later kind of thing. Uh, you know, so, it's funny that, that that speech targeted his legacy. That was more of his. Boom. Boom. That's it. Yep. Right there. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so exactly much. what, when people look back, the important thing will be, here's what he said. Here's his eight minute bullet point. We're committed to fighting inflation. We're committed to fighting inflation. So when we read, when the kids read about it, oh, Jay Powell, when there's a, there's something, there's something attached to Volcker, Greenspan, Bernanke, but Powell's thing is going to be, I fought inflation. I did my best. Da, 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 da. Go on. Sorry. So, so much wisdom from one so young. You have done well, young Skywalker. <laughs> no, I, 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 God, you fucking stole my thunder. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I went and I looked up. So Paul's 67. Okay. So I'm a kid to him, but at 62, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly in the old man league. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to appreciate how when you look back in the twilight of your life, and I'm hoping. This is early dusk for me, but um, you, you realize, uh, unlike people like Bill Gross, um, you, you'd like to go out with your head held high. Um, and I think that uh, Powell got it. And I'd like to work with this through uh, with you mm -hmm. um, and just kind of look now 100%. You watch what they do, not what they say, okay? But this was different. He came out, He's like, he was like, this is going to be short and to the point. And he did not get off script, right? Like he walked out there, you know, it's like the orange juice harvest has not been damaged, yada, Bingo. yada, yada, yep. right? Okay. Yep. So let's, let's look through. Uh, um, uh, terms that he used that I wrote, wrote down. Okay. So he's going to use his tools forcefully. Awesome. Okay. Yep. For forcefully. I, I think that means forcefully. I'm not yep. sure what you think, yeah. but uh, okay. And he does, and he doesn't have many of them and they're blunt. So yeah. Secondly, sustained period of below trend growth. Okay. Next, pain to households and businesses. Now, listen, I want, I want, 
I want, uh, I'm going to give this a little bit of homework assignment. And, and to all the people who didn't try to enter the last hand con hat contest, um, I'd like to know the last time a Fed chairman said, expect a sustained period of below trend growth and pain to households and businesses. Yeah. I'm going with answer E, never. Mm, never, yeah. I, I mean, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, he laid it out there for you. Finally, historical records, which to me goes back to your show stealing comment about his legacy, mm -hmm. right? Then he goes and talks about the Volcker disinflation. So he name checked, yep. The, invokes the V word, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to stay on this quote, confident the job is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So before we go anywhere, um, there's that uh, statement about when the facts change. Yeah. I change. Okay. So my call that quantitative tightening will not see the new year, that statement is no longer operative. Stricken from the record. Okay. Thank you. Um, I... I Quotes that I've used this year, green light for tough love, trademark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tighten until they break something, trademark. I know, okay. I know. So yep. how much are they going to tighten? Mm -hmm. They're going to tighten until they break something. Now, once again, being a little older, I'm sure older than our audience, I'm a little more patient okay and everyone wants it now 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 what's the terminal rate going to be so so on so forth okay well, he, well i got some news for you we don't know what the terminal rate's going to be it 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 could be two and a half mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. i wouldn't bet on it it, it could, could be. be four it could be 14 i i don't know i don't care it doesn't it doesn't matter what, what you have to deal with is what's in front of us. And what we have in front of us is we have a 2.5% funds rate. We have a meeting on September 21st, November 2nd, and December 14th. That just gets us between now and the end of the year. Okay. So just for shits and giggles, let's say they go 50 a meeting. You want to argue with me, you know, this meetings this and nope. that meetings Let's that. Let's go with 50. Don't. Go ahead. MB, MB don't care. Kind of like the honey badger, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So two and a half plus one and a half gets us to a 4% funds rate. So the two-year note closed at a 340. You're not going to have a 340 two-year note when the funds rates four and the feds, you know, not done, probably not, not done tightening. Yeah. yeah. Now people are going to say, well, by the time we get to January, February, um, the back of inflation is going to be broken. Uh, I don't, I don't <clears throat> think so. I, I don't Dude, think they, it's they keep that redefining 
the inflation. Yeah. You know, then they're going to strip it to core, and then they're going to take it out, and then there's going there's so many different de- definitions. But they've said it takes six to, months to a year for those hikes to really yeah. work their way through yeah. the system. So, like, what are you going to judge in January? You know? Yeah. So the reason I want to make that point is because if you remember on last week's I think episode where I talked about the two-year note trades in a range of funds, mm-hmm. right? So when they're tightening, twos need to trade cheap, and when they're easing, twos can trade rich. But so if at the end of the year, inflation is still nowhere near under control, and the funds rate's four, you're going to have anywhere from a four and a half to a five and a half percent to your note, that's that's at least a hundred basis points. Yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, I, I, I don't remember so good anymore. Maybe you remember, but we started talking about the funds rate, the, the two year note relationship, 200 basis points. Ago, I know, right? yeah, yeah. Is that is that right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. Okay. So if you got to listen to a little fish to get to the ambergris, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair trade. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so well, <laughs> this notion of uh, inflation, I don't think is going away. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm getting things crystallizing in my mind. And these are bigger picture things, which you know, isn't really my kill zone. I'm much more of a myopic, you know, mm-hmm. zero to five year kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's two things vis-a-vis inflation I want to mention. I'm going to tell you what they are. So when I forget, you can remind me. Mm-hmm. One is ethanol. Yep. Okay. And mm-hmm. two is the Russian military. Okay. Okay. So we proceed. Ethanol. Uh, from sources believed to be reliable, but cannot be guaranteed. Cheryl? Can't... <laughs> She's reliable, and unfortunately, I have to guarantee. <laughs> I'm on the hook for that one. All right, all right, well, the crop um, forecast was coming. I didn't know if she yeah. had a... <laughs> I'm under the impression California has required it's gasoline to have 15% ethanol in it. Mm-hmm. Now, ethanol comes from corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the corn produced in the United States, I think, goes for animal feed. Mm-hmm. It's not like all you rich guys out in the Hamptons, you know, Hamptons corn and tomatoes kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. No. Basically, that change from 10 to 15% is creating a shortage of corn. Mm-hmm, now, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're aware of this. I, I know you don't eat very much, but the food prices have been exploding. Oh, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So maybe you don't eat corn, but you eat soybeans. So, but it doesn't matter. If the price of corn goes up, within reason, the price of beans is going up. And mm-hmm, if the price of mm-hmm. beans goes up, the price of oats goes up. 100%. Right? Yep. So that that's just kind of how it works its way through. Now, to continue on, I think there's a shot more states are going to 
follow California's lead because they think that ethanol is better for the environment, mm-hmm. which, you know, Arguable. It's, it's, it's almost as stupid as someone saying tens twos when they talk about the yield curve. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we continue along that trend, mm-hmm. the price of food ain't going down. No, no. Okay. So um, most people eat. So that, that you know, that, dude, it's a bad year for for the corn. I checked the the Iowa crop, and there is bad drought. Iowa has been crushed. The Midwest has been crushed. Chicago's corn, uh, Chicago, Illinois's corn crop was not great. So you combine drought, prices, and we want to use it to run on cars. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that's not coming back down. You know. Okay. So there's that, and then uh, and this is going to be a little bit of a reach. Um, old chestnut trying to play geopolitics. That's fine. But um, I'm del- I'm clearly delving into an area that I have absolutely no uh, authority, <laughs> credibility, whatever. But fuck it. Well, why why stop there? All right. We um, proceed. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest lines of it all. It really time. is. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I've read a bit about uh, war, mostly the Second World War, but a little bit about the First World War, because that was really just one war. The First World War ended, as uh, Ferdinand Foch said, it wasn't wasn't the truce, it was uh, uh, something, it was... uh, Postpartum or something. It was it was an armistice for twenty years, and I think okay, he hit yeah. it. To, I think he hit it to the day. Oh okay. wow! So, yeah. Okay. So where am I going with this? Okay. The Ukraine, one of the breadbaskets of the world, you probably know, is involved in a bit of a skirmish with Russia. Maybe maybe more than a skirmish. Maybe uh, if you're on the ground there, it's a war. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. So. Um, this is where I'm out over my skis. Now, you know, having read a bunch of military history, um, I was thinking about all the famous uh, military uh, strategists. Okay. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of them, you know, mm-hmm, General Wavell mm-hmm. for the British, um, Rommel apparently was an incredible strategist for the Germans. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other names will come to me over time. But um, none of them that I can recall have ever been Russian. Okay. So here's, to me, once again, uh, not the, the expert, Russia's strategy is just keep throwing citizens at the, at the enemy and wait till winter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then no, between yeah. between the twenty million soldiers you're going to lose, mm-hmm. and the fucking Russian winter, you're going to end up not losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not losing. Yeah. so what they're doing here is they're increasing the size of their army, which tells me that they're planning on just throwing bodies at this. So it's going to be a war of attrition. And 
they don't, wars of attrition don't end quickly or end well, which to me means the dislocation caused in Ukraine. Keeping in mind, please, it's a humanitarian disaster. Not We're not talking about minimizing that. I, I, I don't want to fall under that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're trying to focus on the economics of the situation. I mean, it seems to me, one thing I'll tell you, fucking genius move on the Russians' part to have nuclear missiles. Because if, if they didn't have that, this thing's over, right? Dude, can, can you explain to me, you know, if, if, if the, the, what I take away from that Russia-Ukraine thing, what, what is it going to do to Germany? So Germany gets their gas from Russia. They got the Nord Stream pipeline. Russia just says, hey, uh, we're done with gas. We're going to shut it off. They're going to shut it down I for maintenance and, yeah, and maybe bring it up back online. But like you've seen what the cost of energy is like in the UK and in Germany right now, $5, you know, whatever, $5 natural gas. Um, people can't. Oh, it's, yeah. No, it's 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 a it's a disaster. The winter is you going know. to be dark in Europe. It is going to be a dark <laughs> Thick cold. and stormy winter. Yeah. 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 No, I, I get it. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's what that conflict no, does is drags no, Europe down. Well, that's that's the thing. I don't know what I don't know what happens because I I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, as an aside, you cannot let uh, Iran get nuclear missiles, right? I agree I mean, with that. Look, look at, look at if, if Russia didn't have nuclear missiles, this thing would have been yes. solved. Yes. Yes. You that know? is. And, yep. and you, okay. So now Iraq's got nuclear missiles. Do you think? Iran. Yeah. yeah, jo yeah. Nah. Jo job one, job one, eliminate Israel. Well, yep. I, I got a hunch they ain't taking that sitting down nicely. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, uh, so going back to our purpose here between, Examples like uh, the ethanol, which in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we're talking about nothing, right? It's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. minuscule. Yep. Okay. And Ukraine, which once again, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's probably, well, I don't know. I was going to say it's more substantive than the ethanol, but I, I don't know, but who cares? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you keep, it's the death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Mm -hmm. So is inflation going to come down? Yeah, inflation's going to come down. I don't know when, but right. it ain't in the next three to six months. No chance. And you no. got and you got with the guy with his hand on the tiller, saying, you know, this is me, you know, getting my portrait put up in the Eccles Building, yep. and I don't want anyone drawing little, you know, mustache under my right, right. I, Fuck, because I fucked it up, right? Who is it? Arthur Burns? Is Arthur Burns the one whose legacy he's, is? He's held out as the guy that, you know, caused the inflation problem. So okay, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. I, so I, Powell's I, concerned about his being, you know, is yeah. his yeah, what they think about yeah. him in history. I, yeah, a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So um, once again, uh, you know, prior week, I think the quote was. Every ship at the bottom of an ocean has a chart on it. Um, so uh, years ago, there was a company called Tipper Analytical Services. 
And this was, you know, back when artificial intelligence was going to change the world and machines were going to trade and there were going to be no humans. And, but, but there was something that these guys did that I really liked and I never pursued it, but they surveyed, let's say 30 different products from financial uh, through commodities. And what they did would, was they would look at the chart of each of these things every day. And there are certain chart patterns that, depending on who you are, mean more or less. So Understood. Yep, yep. for me, for me, you know, look, if I went to the palm reader and they nailed it every time I went, I'd go every week. Of right? course. Of I mean, course. I'm just too pragmatic. Yep. Some people through gift or whatever have an ability to use it very uh, successfully. And, and, and my two go-to guys on these things are EG and Leslie, right? Yeah, I know it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I have my own little collection of these things that I look at. And it's, it's a very small sample which is why I liked the tipper because they would do the work, right? If I sure, said, sure. I like, I like outside day down or I like the doji star or yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, they would send me an email and go, Hey, by the way, MB Japanese yen just had a doji star. And I go, Oh, I know. Okay. I got it. I got something to do here. Right. Wow. So, but but one of these things that I used to like was when they would be pounding the shit out of the market right into the close. Like they took it down at the low, kicking it all the way to the curb. Yeah, yeah. Now, you didn't have 100% of that on Friday, but you had 99% of it. Okay. And, and to me, that was... Believe it or not, I found that to be a sign of weakness. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I uh, and 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 Marky, I'm sorry. In the end, it will all come right. Mm -hmm. But I think once people um, listen to our broadcast, uh, realize that the two-year note's going up another hundred basis points. That puts the Schiller PE at eight thousand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there's going to be more pressure in equities. Yeah. So, by mm -hmm. by the way, I I know you you didn't really want to talk about this, but um, and we're not going to mention names, but there are a couple of uh, people who work for major um, publishing, not publishing, but news outlets mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that have been copying some of the things we've talked about mm -hmm. and it's been idiosyncratic enough that it's it, it, Liam and I came to this independently, right? Yep. So, um, you've been warned and, um, if you don't stop it, um, we know who you are. Gonna, there's going to be consequences. So, uh, yeah. We start doing the show on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Put up a paywall. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So we've gotten some good listener questions. You want to do those? 
Sure, love to. Because there was one that, like I said, I I couldn't tell if it was snarky. I okay. couldn't tell if it, there, there was a lot. There was a lot in the question. So do you, do you, I mean, w- let's start with the ones that you liked rather than what I liked. So, no, no, you're the host. Uh, let's let's go with your picks. Well, it was a long one, you know. And I, it's, okay, right. Mr. Sex. All right, so like, eh, here we go. So you know, it doesn't stay. You know, I, I feel more comfortable when they start A and B, but we started with Mr. Sex. All right, and then he provided a long list of statements, which I wanted to fact check through you if you're comfortable with that. Um, so let's go. Well, let's get right to it here as I scroll through. Um, Is Mr. this Sachs. the one? Is this what? the one where the guy said, you know, my career, I've had yes, a tailwind? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, yeah. so I gave you the, the clip yes, version of yes, that. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. You, want, you want to read yep. that? Just Mr. Sachs, your career started as Volcker had tamed inflation by lifting interest rates from roughly even with inflation to high enough above inflation to stop it. You enjoyed control of inflation and declining interest rates for your entire career. That benefited all fixed income trading, including yours. Today, the Fed claims to be tightening, globalization, deflationary effects. China is not going to let the U.S. build. Interest rates were a tailwind for your career. They will be a headwind for someone starting today. If you were graduating this fall, this next May, would you get into bond trading? That was his question. Yeah. So um, I'm going to answer this uh, objectively and not take Mm -hmm. offense Mm -hmm. uh, because I I suppose I could. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... You know, oddly enough, equities have had a tailwind their whole career too, but let's not pick on them. Mm-hmm. Um, second question first, would I get into bond trading again today? Yep. In a fucking heartbeat. Really? <laughs> oh my God. You ha- I-, I tell you what, not a week goes by where I'm not itching to get back involved. I was just going to ask you if you could. Yeah. Okay. I, you I know, knew I, you did. I, 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 what I, I got out of it, not because I didn't like it. I got out of it because I wanted to go out on my own terms. And, um, as if we have time and I can get to my book review, I was just Bill, yep. on the, on mm-hmm. the, the Bill Gross book, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I like Powell, like, when I left, okay, I could hold my head high. We, you know, we were at a fund which we closed, but mm-hmm. you know, we've been through the details of that, and I had a had a nice career, and I was very proud of that. And mm-hmm. I wanted, but um, uh, when I look at what I know how to do, and I think still mostly know how to do, I, I know that markets changed and some of the dynamics have changed, but. It's an incredibly interesting business. Um, once again, a great comment from the Lezer. Uh, he said, there's more fiction written in Excel spreadsheets than in a Word document. You know, which... that's, it's so true, especially now. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Um, there's no crying in government bonds. There's no we... You know, we there's no sales there's lower. No story. We're, yeah, no yeah, story. We're not, yeah, uh, we're you know our forecast for earnings for the next three quarters, or you know, mm-hmm. I mean, people. I would get reams of these deals, like a new new businesses, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even need to look at the forecast. They all look like the same. They look like a fucking hockey stick. <laughs> yep. 
you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. billionaire. Oh, and, yep. and, 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 you know, oddly enough, for a long time, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that ship has sailed. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think um, it's an incredibly interesting product. And uh, it's what you really want to make of it. To answer the question about tail and headwind, okay? Um, so if all I, if my job was just to be a long only fund, fund manager like Bill Gross, yeah, that would be a terrific business to be in because you, you're, you have to be long. Yep, yep. Full stop, right? I, I, I wasn't a, a cash investor, I was a, a leveraged uh arbitrage guy now um rates didn't go from 18 percent to zero in a straight line they they had some we had some pretty vicious bear markets now generally speaking it's easier to make money in a bull market than a bear market generally speaking okay um in bull markets uh things tend to stay more in line with relative value. So uh, there's predictability. Um, People tend to get uh, very frisky grabbing the current issues. Um, So they'll get expensive, which provides opportunity and so on and so forth. But um, uh, other things happen where People will accumulate huge positions in certain issues and then not lend them. So you can get some particularly vicious outcomes in bull markets. For instance, the long bonds, the nine and a quarters of 2016, I think, was one of the most famous squeezes of all time. That was a bull market when that happened. Um, uh other things in bear markets bear markets are tough to trade uh in a lot of ways in particular what'll happen is uh people buy securities and then they have a loss in them and a lot of funds won't take losses so those bonds get kludged up because you know you can short them and you can borrow them but if guys who own them can't sell them, they're not going to cheapen. So there's pluses and minuses to you know which kind of market you're in. Yeah, and it's not like you got the p- you didn't get the pick. You know, you you showed up, you went to work in the '80s, and you were there until you know you stuck around yeah. for 40, 40 years. So yeah, it's not like but, you got the. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, thank thank you for that. I I think it's a little bit of a misunderstanding on that gentleman's part. Um, that, you know, uh, just because you trade bonds, rates going down is good for you. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's an excellent question, but let's turn it to stocks. You've had 40 years of declining rates. Okay. Now mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You're going to pretend rates don't matter. Okay. So good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> Moving on. All right. What else you got? Did you have any more questions for me, counselor? 
Um, you sent me the ones you liked, but, um, I, you know, there was that one about, the, the, oh, working on the weekend. I like that one. I wanted to know what you said yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of stages, uh, in my life where the, the working on the weekend thing, uh, first of all, from continental bank. So job one all the way through to, to till today. Okay. So that's a long time. Uh, in Continental Bank, what I did, uh, because this was back before Snowflake work from home bullshit. So if I wanted to use a computer or have data, <laughs> yeah. I had to get dressed. Mm-hmm. I had to go down to the bank and I had to go up to the trading floor. And, 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 I, and, I, and I did that with great regularity because... I, I wanted to look at how the securities had changed over the course of a week. You know, we didn't have these analytical tools that were were so easy, right? So um, the, the way we kept track of where issues traded, okay, was I had a big sheet of paper and we called it a, um, a blotter. And so what you would do would be the blotter would show um, a couple of things. One is your position in the security. And then throughout the day, if you saw an issue trade, you would write down the price it traded at. You'd pick a liquid security where that was at the same time that the illiquid had traded. And then when it quieted down, you'd look at that yield spread. So when you had time and then clients would come in and ask for bids or offers, you had some sense of where something should trade. Okay, so you're doing this Monday to Friday, you're doing this real time, right? You're trying to do this stuff in your head and rates were moving, dollar values and all one were moving. It was it was pretty pretty challenging. And so for me, I did the best I could during the week of keeping track of where I saw things trade, keeping track of my position, and then on the weekends, going back and saying, okay, I got my Monroe calculator here, and and I went and I did yeah. it by hand. And then, yeah. you know, then I discovered there was some guy, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is um, Bloomberg something. Yeah, Michael yeah. Yeah, Michael yeah. Bloomberg. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he he came up with this device. I don't know if it worked out or if it's yeah. successful or not. But Jeez. anyway, so all that stuff where you 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 say mm-hmm. eight government versus nine government HS go. Well, yep. MB was doing that Saturday while analog. You all, yeah, while you were all watching. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, well, you're all watching soccer, but now it's called football. Football, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you're using an abacus and a sundial, okay? Back, you know, back in the yeah. in the analog yeah. days. Yeah. Now yeah. I can get all of that on my iPhone. Like I don't even have to type. I could just say, "Yo, Siri, pull up the number." You know. So um, that's sort of the um, early part of my career, and I did. A lot of that at Lanston uh, as well. They had a computer system which was really, really good, except nobody knew how to use it. Classic. So that, yep. yeah, 
so that was a waste of time. But uh, over time, uh, you know, I stopped having to go into the office so much and I could do more work at home. And um, what I, and that's when, you know, one of those kind of major uh, productivity increases when I didn't have to spend three hours, four hours getting to and from and being in of the course. office. And and, yep. and, and and what I tried to do over the weekend was kind of that saying I like, I don't know whether it's July or August, but I know whether it's June or January, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would be kind of working through what was happening the prior week, what my positions were, did I still love them? Uh, and what was my battle plan going to be for the week coming in? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the government bond market had been a kind of a sleepy market until Volcker started moving rates around and stuff started jumping. And, and so um, most older guys, you know, who are now would have been far younger than me, but, you know, Friday, they'd, you know, hit the bar car and Monday morning they'd come in with their wall street journal. I was just going to say, read the journal on the train. And yeah. yeah, And, and then they'd start to think about what's going on. And then as the day progressed, they'd start thinking about what they wanted to do. And of course, you know, young, aggressive me, I, you know, I came ready to, right. To, to make my mark. So that was, that was a, a pretty big advantage to, to this day. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to kid myself. I mean, I'm not a major participant in the market. Um, in, in fact, I tr- have traded less now than I've ever had on a proportional basis in my mm-hmm. entire life. But number one, uh, everyone's got to have a hobby. I like it. Number two, uh, a number of people I'm very fond of are still active in the market and I like to be a resource for them. Right. Uh, I've discovered through your urging that there's people who want to hear what you and I have to say about the markets. And I, and and I enjoy that. So I, I stay busy uh, reading things the weekend. Once again, it's a good time for me to, you know, the market's Mm -hmm. closed. There's no noise, right? There's no there's no tape bombs. There's, mm-hmm. It's just me and my thoughts. And and so, you know, we're not going to kid anybody here. You know, we don't spend a hundred hours prepping for this show. I mean, forty hours max, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Work, I, work life know, balance. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I try and think throughout the week about what's important and what I what I wanted to talk about. And um, there was a lot going on this week and I, I, I find it intellectually stimulating to work out the process. So, you know, whether you or people listening getting anything out of my view of the two-year note, um, I, I do because I have money to invest. And I'm as I've, as I've told you, I want to buy the stock market. But, you know, I just don't want to buy the stock market until, you know, twos are a hundred rich to where I think they're going to be. 
in six months. Unless E.G. or Leslie told me the charts are, 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 are it's, it's like a doji bottom. Then, yep. All right. Let me, um, all right. Let me ask you about that two year note. All right. Cause you did that master class this week and last week. And you guys oh, aren't said, you kind. Thank you. I stole that from somebody else. I didn't say it. I, I quite liked the following episode on the two year note and the education and mental framework of a bond trader. And I'm looking forward to hear the rationale behind you lightening up on longer duration, fixed income. If I understood Great. correctly that he took some profits rather than getting rid of the whole position, seems like it was well-timed, but could it be from years of experience and discipline approach for profit-taking? So yeah, I'm looking forward to hear the rationale behind you lightening up on the longer duration stuff. Okay, good. That's a great question. And I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to kind of break it up into two parts. Totally. Yep. Mostly because... Um, uh, I hate to admit it, we're 45 minutes in and I'm a little tired. So I, I'd like to I'd like to answer part of it and then we can come back next week. But the the long and the short of it is when I got long, okay, it's because I did my forward price analysis and I looked and all of a sudden, based on the yield of the securities I liked and my assumptions of how high the tenure note yield could go and so on and so forth. I made the judgment call that these securities that I trafficked in looked like they had become a good risk reward. And I think I'll, I'll look for next week, but I think the date was around June 9th was when I did the bulk of the buying. Okay. So I, I, you know, that's what I do. I, I saw levels I thought were good and I put some capital work. Okay. So I'm going about my business and uh, the stocks ripped. Then the interest rates started, you know, dropping. And, um, you know, I'm watching my P&L go up. Uh, for a moment, it got to even a year. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, anyway, I'm one day looking at the marks on these. Well, I have four positions, but one of them is a floater. So that, that, that I didn't really, I don't want to touch that one. I like that one. But I looked, and on one of the bonds, it had gone up by 8%. The second bond had gone up by 12%. And the third bond had gone up by 22%. Now, dude, those are fucking massive moves in bonds. Yeah. And, and since, since June, what? June to August? June, July, August? Like on a 90-day span yeah, there? Something like that. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, and then I looked at the yields, and all of a sudden, I had gotten to be way more ambivalent. Like, when I, when I bought them on the forward basis, I felt they provided me with some protection. Okay. And then when I checked the yields and the uh, the move in the dollar price, I'm like, you know what? This has been a bad year for people. Very few people other than the meme guys have made any money. You know what? The Lord has seen fit to provide a blessing upon you. Forsake it not. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. This, the, 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 the good news is I sold the bonds that were up 8 and 12%. The bad news is 
the one that was up 22% was a muni. And by the time I got my ducks lined up, you know, the, the, the bid was, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. it didn't, it didn't make any sense. So, mm-hmm. um, so the getting in was the smart part. If mm-hmm. I, if and I you may. got in what one pal, that was the pal pref con- press conference where you picked I up think, the phone. Yeah, I think yeah. that was, yeah, I was, he yeah. seemed pretty committed to yes. inflation, right? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, um, that's why I got in. That's why I got out. I would like to, if I may steal the phrase masterclass next week, and I wanted to do this last week and I never got to it. I want to, I want to go and do a deeper dive into a forward price. Okay. What that yeah. really, what that means yes. to me. And okay. if you don't like it, um, yeah. you can go listen to fish. I or, have a full episode um, for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, there may be another one coming. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. You yeah. never know. Um, so um, there, there were a couple other things. So please, go because ahead. you know my, my my memory ain't so good no more. Um, I know you want to talk... take some shots at Goldman Sachs before we get out. You got time? Well, you got I, energy I, for that? Actually, actually, I got some more low hanging fruit. Look at perk up. <laughs> oh, you ready the for car, my the book? Car, the carjacking in Coscob? <laughs> You know what? It, it's this is what Rome looked like <laughs> yeah. as the fall started. No, I'd like to do a little book review. Um, I don't know the name of it. I don't care. It's the book about Bill Gross. The Bond okay. King, the Rise and Fall of Bill right. Gross. Okay. So anyway, um, I don't. I don't normally like to read these books. They rub me the wrong way. You're not going to bash the girl, are you? The, who the girl it's the Bill author Gross. the woman the woman that wrote it <laughs> i have absolutely no view okay. on whether it's well written or not okay okay because okay. she was I awesome got... on kevin's show but go ahead is that right okay she was awesome awesome okay. guest great kudos <laughs> go ahead um, so my rule is you read 50 pages of a book i know right and then um if i can't get through it i get rid of it right mm-hmm. so I get to like page 50 and I'm like, I, you know what? I'm tired of books written about a bunch of cunts making money <laughs> mm-hmm. and acting like pricks to one another. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so there's this, you should know what we're getting into. <laughs> there's this podcast that everyone loves. It's got like four guys and one of them, one of their names is Sax, and another one's name is Chamaranth or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, please. So, yeah, I, yeah. so, so, so I go, I, okay, I'll give it a try. So you got four guys, each of mm-hmm. them claim to be, if not a billionaire, filthy rich. I know. And they're on, they're <laughs> arguing over who owns what percentage of the <sighs> fucking podcast. <sighs> like this is Brutal. the anathema yeah, of, I know. of, of, okay. So anyway. Um, the Bill Gross book, I read 50 pages. I'm like, you know what? The guy, the guy's a fucking asshole. I, I just don't need to hear any. So right. I stick, so I stick the book in my closet. And when people ask for books or whatever, you know, I, here's a book. Yeah. You'll yeah. give it to me. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, Cheryl and I are home last night and, you know, it's it's kind of time for bed, and we have our our routine. We sit in the kitchen, and we 
chat and you know around 9 30 quarter 10 we make our way upstairs <clears throat> being an older gentleman I, I like to make sure i use the men's room beforehand and being an old married couple you know we're just kind of chatting the whole time right, right? I mean, uh, right. i'm sure you yeah. and amy it's a much more disciplined situation but so i'm there kind of taking a leak and cheryl says do you What'd you ever think about that book about the bond thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, some guy, that guy about the bond. You know, did you? What'd you think? And I'm like, ah, oh. it's like I couldn't read it. I couldn't read it. And she's like, okay. So we continue our practice of, you know, getting we get into bed, and I take my iPad, mm -hmm. and yeah. and I like and I like to go. Um, to sleep, I like to look at the YouTube thing, right? Stop. And um, <laughs> you know, you're watching YouTube videos to go to sleep. Yeah, like what? Like what's like? Give me an example. Like what are you watching on YouTube? Well, so, you go to sleep? <laughs> so there was one suggested for me. It's a French philosopher named uh, Camus. Okay. Camus. No, okay. it's not Cam okay. Camus. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. So I'm watching this thing. And mm -hmm. it was actually pretty good. Maybe we'll talk about it another yeah. time. But okay, okay. I see Kevin Muir had interviewed this woman. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let me see what. Mm -hmm. Let me see what uh, what's going on. Yeah. So Kevin starts talking to her, and they they start talking about this Ginny May trade, and. Yeah. They're like, whoa, the Ginny yeah, May the trade. Legend, the, yeah, the blah, legendary blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I hit pause and I go get I go I get out of bed and I walk into the bed book file and I and I and I get the book out and I start looking through the thing about the Ginny May. And yeah. and I see a couple of things. And you know, there's no way those guys figured that trade out. Not a fucking chance. You know who did? I'll tell you who did. And, and by the way, this is speculation on my part. This is my opinion. So yeah, sue yeah, me if yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. who figured? You know who figured that trade out? Richard Sandor. Doc Sandor figured it out. And if it wasn't Doc Sandor, it was John Harding, or John Herringoti, or here's the name you may know, Rick Santelli. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, of course. Who's, yeah, you're Chicago, buddy. Yeah. 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 Santelli I'm, from Chicago, right? Right. Yeah. Rick Santelli. So there was this group at Drexel Burnham that were the experts at futures. So Doc Sandor, a very nice man, okay, he wrote these contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he went to Drexel because he wanted to make some money. So what I'm assuming happened was he and his sidekick Harding get hold of the Pimco guys and, and, and along with a bunch of other guys, okay, and they showed him how to do this. Yeah. And Gross, being the bully he is, instead of nursing this trade for the next 20 years, he decides to blow it up. Okay. So, and, and that's, and that's what he does. And so, to, and, and I want to be careful here because I, I have a tendency to be a little bit vulgar and um, 
I, I, you know, I'm not proud of that. I have children. I have a wife. But um, later on in the book, they're talking about how Gross tells all of his minions to go and start buying odd lots from uh-huh, dealers. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, so yeah. round lot. I know. I heard. A million, okay. Okay. So dealers get stuck with these little pieces of shit that they don't want, right? Priced the wrong way or whatever? Well, they're not priced the wrong way. It's just, you know, you get a price for a round lot. Yeah. And depending on the size, so let's say a round lot's a million, okay? And you have a half a million, and you're a good account. They'll give you the same price as a million. Okay? Understood. Yep. You're a, bit, you're a bad account. They'll nick you for a quarter point. Okay. Okay. You got $36,000 worth of something, and you're at some correspondent office somewhere, they're, they're marking it down 10% or something okay. like that. Yep, so yep, these yep. kids get all these little piece of shit positions on, on their books, and it takes up a line. And you, you, you don't want to have infinite lines. So yep. if you get a shot to clean up your odd lots, you, you probably do it because it, it in truth fellas, if you can eliminate the line, there's less chance of error. Like you can't misread something, whatever. Okay. So Mr. I want to do this because I want to be famous and I'm really fucking smart. I'm going to send my minions out to pick up little scraps at cheap prices because I know the pricing services are going to price them in a round lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that to me, it's like being in a fraternity and seeing a drunk chick and taking uh, advantage of her. It's yep. like adults don't do that. Do that. That's, yeah. that's not a fucking business. And to tell you just how far down the rabbit hole, I think this guy is, is a scumbag that, that iconic him with the dewlap. And the, the untied tie. Okay, so little MB Sachs gets to Wall Street in 1984, and you know I got my brown suit because I didn't know any better, and whatever. And I see a bunch of guys coming into work. Now this is in Lanston. This is not at the bank. Okay, right? mm-hmm. they had their tie around their collar, but they didn't have it tied. And mm-hmm. so I'm living up on 90th Street, taking the Lexington Avenue subway, which mm. compared <laughs> to like, it's the Queen Mary compared to what say. it was back. Okay. Getting Understood. up on 86th Street with that stench <laughs> of Papaya King. Right. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll, these guys aren't tying their tie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. So I got to work and it wasn't. Ten minutes later, the guy who ran the firm literally grabbed me by the collar, walked me in his office, and lectured me for 20 minutes how you're a traitor, you're an executive, this is a prestigious organization, uh, and and I'm all I'm thinking is I, you know, what about these guys? <laughs> and and I'm like, he he dismissed me. Yep. And okay. But basically, the the support, the back office, they that was their fuck you to the front office. So they they felt yeah. like we could we could 
dress any way we want because mm-hmm. we no one tells us what to do. And, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so every time I see Bill Gross with the tie undone, and now I hear about the Odd Lots mm-hmm. and them blowing up the Ginny May contract. I, you, you, I'm sure at some point I've said to you. I think one of the greatest things, I'll say E.G. and I, because I, I don't know where one ends and the other begins. We took such incredible pride of moving these gargantuan positions. And no one, no one knew. Like they hadn't. They hadn't told a soul and they hadn't called a friend, right? Yeah, yeah. And here he is mm-hmm. wanting to be Mr. Famous, you know, let's blow the fucking – and they make a big deal. It's like they stuff the Ginny Mae certificates in a duffel bag. Yeah, good on you. And when I got to Wall Street, there were still old men with the black Samsonite briefcase with handcuffs carrying the securities around. Guess Amazing. what? That's how that's how it worked. Okay? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I'm sure you can make a great story about loading up your, your bars of gold and putting mm-hmm. it on a trolley. And 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 so mm-hmm. anyway, at page 70, um, you know, <laughs> just talk about going out at the high, because I know we're almost yep, yep, out of yep. time here. So Mr. Bond King, what's he do? He he gets divorced. What's he, he, he? I don't know that the facts. I'm going to get them right, but it, but it, it's within the realm. What's he do? He like swaps a painting or something for a fa- a fake for original. He puts fart smell. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. And then what's he doing? Plays Billigan's play with his neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Have some fucking respect. And then this is the best part. He discovers after he gets launched out of Pimco and yeah. fucks up at the next place that he he's autistic all right all right yeah okay so him and L- so l- l- who's doing better today muhammad al arian or him <laughs> i think muhammad <laughs> yeah I, i'm a big I, fan of the doctor i'm a big fan of doc al arian <laughs> i like him. yeah i you know what i i mean those who can do those who can't teach <laughs> those, those who can't teach teach jim yeah. Is that the yep. thing? That's um, it. Yep. I I I I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Clearly uh you caught me with a little elevated attitude. Yeah, I was gonna um, say twenty minutes ago you were tired. We bring up Bill Gross the Bond King. We got another twenty minutes out of the end. Yeah. So if you if you wanna read a book that I'm sure is well written by a very thorough yes. writer. Okay. Yep. Um I think reminiscences of a stock operator would be a good choice. <laughs> Start there. I, I think um, the gift of fear is mm-hmm. an excellent book. Yep. Yep. Um, Thank you. But uh, I, I just don't have, fear. I just don't have a, uh, I don't have any patience anymore for reading about, you know, these guys who make, make a lot of, Oh, and this is why I think that thing that the Camus, is that how you pronounce yeah, yeah. it? Okay. I have no idea. Okay. This is your meditation thing. I don't know. So basically, 
this is what I don't get. I mean, I get it and I'm disgusted by it. Okay. People in my line of work, and certainly people who get to my level who've been able to save some money, okay? You know, God looked down on us and said, you are going to find a path and it's going to yield great riches. Just shut your mouth about it. Just take the money, have some fun, give a lot of money to charity, raise your family, get a great cup of coffee, mm-hmm. you know, go for a mm-hmm. bike ride with a friend. What? But, but no, what do they do? They get divorced three times. They get, you know, Bobo's out mm-hmm. getting married on Lake Como. Um, I know. <laughs> to his soulmate. I mean, yeah. Cause, cause, yeah, I, you know, no, I, no guy can be soulmates with a woman that's eight inches taller than him. I'm sorry, okay. You can't well, be maybe, serious. maybe for three or four minutes. Yeah, okay, please <laughs> spare me. And Bill Gross, the guy. I mean, he's a stamp collector. You can't take anyone that's a stamp collector serious, okay? That's such a that's a big red flag for me. <laughs> There's a name for that, right? Uh, oh, is it what? Oh, oh, like oh, a oh, philanth- uh, philan- I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for yeah. next week. We can make that a hat contest. Thank you. Um, you know, I'd love to continue, but I'm I'm afraid um, we've about run out of time here. Right, the sponsors want to limit the <laughs> limit the product. Okay, uh, you have any thoughts going into this week? Does that pain continue? Does the pain, the beatings, will continue this week? <laughs> yes. You remember? Okay. Remember that uh, the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So they had that, that he just character. Got, dude, he just got divorced this week. That poor guy. People just don't listen. I mean, it's one simple rule that you set down that people just cannot do it. it oh, just, the, it you mean that? baffles my mind. How not to blow your uh, yeah, network? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, but there was a character in one of those Rocky movies named Mr. T. Yeah. Do you remember okay. that guy? Okay. Yeah, of course. So the he said, Mr. T, do you have any predictions for tonight's fight? And he's like, pain. <laughs> I mean, listen, when, yeah. when the Fed chairman tells you there's going to be pain to households and businesses, who am I to argue? <laughs> see you next right, week, kid. folks. <laughs> I love you, buddy. It's great to see you. I think I, I, one more thing. I don't know if I'll have a baby by next week. I was supposed to have this baby on Friday. Here we are on Sunday afternoon. Um, they pushed it back to Monday, potentially okay. Wednesday. So this is a, ga- a fun okay. game that we're playing. But uh, okay. ke- listeners, keep your fingers crossed for me. And uh, if you don't see us next weekend, it's because I'm cradling my newborn son. But I will do all- everything in my power to uh, to be here next weekend. It's family first, yeah. right? That's our it's, rule. My wife, my wife baseball. loves it when I'm. My wife <laughs> couldn't be happier when I'm in the closet talking to you. <laughs> you know, um, broach that topic with her about having a surrogate the next one okay goodbye we'll find the money in the marketing budget (laughs) good night (laughs) thanks pal